Today, I am so excited to have our very own special launching queen here to talk to us today all about launching. Um, so I'm really excited. This has been a topic that has been a long time coming between Rachel and I. So let me go ahead and introduce Rachel so that you can get to know her background a little bit more. So Rachel is a business coach and a launch strategist. She created her own business, helping other entrepreneurs to have successful launches. Rachel today will be sharing how you can have a wildly successful launch of your dreams with just a few simple steps and practical actions. Rachel, I'm so excited for this conversation and to dive into everything launching today. So thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you, Nicole. I'm really excited to be here. And of course, I'm always happy to talk about launching. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about your background with launching, why you decided to become a launch strategist, um, and where all of that came from before we dive into the good stuff. Absolutely. So I started my own business while well, actually going a little bit further back. So I got, I have a BA in communications and this is for anyone who never planned on being an entrepreneur. I never planned on starting my own business actually. And then once I graduated college and I started working, you know, the nine to five, like corporate world, I was like, oh, this isn't all that it's cracked up to be like, I'm not loving it. Like I thought I would. And so I actually started my own business back in 2019, which is crazy to think that far back. And I started out doing more content side. So I was helping people with their content strategy and all of that. And then I launched my first course, helping people with their content strategy and really loved the launching process. I think it really works with a lot of my strengths and it's really fun for me. So then I transitioned into, I did, I did more launches after that. So I actually did um, six launches in six months which I don't recommend, but <laughs> I tried a lot of different strategies, did a lot of different methods with each launch and really just loved the launching side of it. So then I started helping other entrepreneurs with their launches. And now two, almost three years down the road, um, I'm helping other service-based entrepreneurs have their own wildly successful launch because even when I first started, you know, launching seemed overwhelming and launching seemed like this huge task. I was like, I don't even know where to start. There seems to be so much to do. And so I love being able to break that down into manageable steps and help people see that launching can be fun, can be easy, and can be profitable. Amazing. I love all of that. So actually, as you're saying this, let's backtrack a little bit for if somebody is listening who doesn't know what is a launch. So let's explain maybe what is a launch, first of all. And then in you saying everything you just said, I'm curious, what is the number one thing that you like the most about launching? Because I can tell it gets you so excited. And I know there's some people out there who hate launching because it's such a beast and there's so many moving parts to it. So yeah, if you can go ahead and explain what is launching, we'll just take a step back first. And then also, what do you love the most about launching? Absolutely. So that's a really good question. What is launching? There are really two different definitions of launching. The first one is really launching your business, which is when you actually start your business, when you start your online business or your in-person business. And that is when you are launching like a new brand, you have a new service. It's totally brand new. 
Or there's the second part of launching, and that's when your business is already established and you are launching a specific program. So it's a brand new program, something that you've just created, or maybe you've revamped it and you are putting it out there for your audience, typically for the first time. And that can be launching. Um, and then when down the road, so maybe you launched something the first time, and now you can do a couple of launches a year with this program. So with launching, when I talk launching, I typically talk about the second aspect of launching, which is when your business is already established and you're launching a new program. Okay. Now inside of launching, there are two different types of launches you can do. The first one is an evergreen launch. And that's where you launch your program and then it's available for an extended period of time. Think like a year or two years, people can join at any point in time. The second type of launch is an open close launch. And that's when your program is only available for a specific amount of time. So say, um, what is today's the 21st, say that my program is available starting November 22nd, and you can only join my program until December 1st. And then you have to wait until the next launch. So evergreen, think a long time period, open close, think a very short time period where people have to join during that specific phase. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. That's a perfect explanation. So, um, and you saying that now, when do you typically recommend to do an evergreen versus an open close launch? Absolutely. So if you're just getting started or if you're newer to launching, I always recommend that you start with an open close launch. And there are a couple of reasons for that. The first one is that you help build urgency because people have to join during that certain time period. So it can really get people in the door faster than if you do an evergreen launch. Um, the second reason that I would recommend doing it when you're newer is that it's a great way to do some market research, to really get, you know, learn what people want, learn what people are looking for. So I think you should always do an open close launch first, and then you can move into evergreen once you have the launching process down. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. Uh, thank you for that. So yeah, what is your favorite aspect? If you could choose one thing about launching, like what gets you super jazzed up when it comes to launching? Absolutely. So that's a little bit of a broad question because there's so much I love about launching, but if I had to pick one thing, for me, it's the energy. And I'll explain what that means. So I personally love open-closed launches. I've done evergreen as well, and I do like evergreen launches, but I personally love open-closed launches. And what I, I mean when I say I love the energy with that, what comes with an open-closed launch is you have like this high spike of energy because your program's available and you have like that high spike of energy for a certain amount of time. Maybe that's five days, maybe that's two weeks. And you also have a bunch of people joining your program during that specific time period. So your energy is at an all-time high. And then you get to kind of, you know, come down the other side of the mountain. You're coming off the energy and you get to serve all of the people that you just you know, welcomed into your program. So for me, it's the open, closed spike of energy where you feel like you're on top of the world doing this amazing launch. And then you get to serve all of the people that have joined your program. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. You make <laughs> launching like, I'm like, yes, I want to launch something. Like you make it <laughs> so fun. But I also know there's another side to launching and it can sometimes lead to a lot of stress and burnout, especially if you're not prepared for like a five-day launch and it's just go, go, go. So what is one big tip that you can give to mitigate that stress and that burnout from launching? 
Absolutely. So you really kind of answered your question in the question. And that was when you said when you're not prepared for your launch. And I think that is the key for a lot of people, people who have maybe done a launch before and it didn't go the way they wanted or they did a launch and it was just complete burnout. They felt exhausted afterward. I would take a look at their pre-launch strategy. So launch would be the actual phase where the doors are open. People can join your program. That's your launch phase. Pre-launch is everything that happens before the doors actually open. And a lot of people, when they're newer to launching or they're doing a launch for the first time, they don't put enough emphasis on the pre-launch phase. So pre-launch should be where you're warming up your audience. You're starting to create some of that FOMO, that fear of missing out, that you're launching something amazing and people want it. You're starting to build that anticipation. But it's also the time when you are preparing for your launch. It's when you should be writing your content, getting your sales page done, the behind the scenes things that people might not see right away. And if you don't give yourself enough time during the pre-launch, or if you don't um, do enough of the work in the pre-launch, then the launch phase can be exhausting um, and it can lead to not having a successful launch. So my number one tip, if you're planning your first launch or if you've had a flopped launch, would be go back and look at your pre-launch. Really make sure that you're using the, st the stage before your launch to set yourself up for a successful launch. Love it. Yeah, I, I am all about preparation. And that is exactly what it sounds like you really emphasize is there in that pre-launch stage. Um, and that sounds really critical to the actual launch as well, and making sure that goes yeah. successful. Yes, I'm very type A as well. So I'm very organized and I love that side of it. But yeah, a lot of people, you, just, you think launching and especially, you know, this was really critical for me when I first started launching, because when you watch someone else launch, like if you have a, a favorite entrepreneur and you see them launch, you're not seeing any of their pre-launch. You're not seeing all the behind the scenes things you did. So if they try to copy them, they're doing everything that they did for the launch and not for the pre-launch. So that's that's where it's critical, where people are just seeing the launch phase and they don't realize how much work goes into it before the program is actually available. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point because it's so easy to see people who you follow online and maybe you've purchased like a course or coaching from them before and you're like, oh yeah, they're doing this, I can replicate this, but there's so much more and that preparation that goes into it. So what would you typically say? Is there like a ratio? So if it's a one week launch or one day launch, like how long do you typically recommend for that pre-launch phase to be? Absolutely. That's a really good question. So simple answer, I would double it. So if your launch is going to be one week, your pre-launch should be two weeks. If your launch is going to be two weeks, your pre-launch should be four weeks. That's a really simple, really basic answer. But if you're looking for a formula, that's what I would go off. But there are some variables. So for example, if I'm launching a $17 offer, my pre-launch phase is going to be less then if I'm launching a $997 offer. So if you have a higher ticket offer, your pre-launch phase should be longer because you're gonna have more um, that you're creating. For example, your sales page might be longer. You're probably putting more content out. And one key aspect of pre-launch is that you're warming up your audience for them to purchase. And if you have a $997 offer, if you have a $5,000 offer, you're gonna need to warm your audience up more than if you have a $17 offer. Yeah, very good point. That is very true. I feel like there's so many variables that you would have to keep in mind that could really change that length of that pre-launch 
um, duration. But yeah, that's, those are some really key points to keep in mind as you're saying those. Um, okay, so why is launching an important part of every business? Absolutely. So I specifically help service-based entrepreneurs. So most of the advice and tips I'm giving, they apply to service-based. But if you're listening and you have a product-based business, there's definitely going to be some overlap, some things that you can take away from this. But why is launching important for every single business? Really, there are two reasons for that. The first one is that it is a great way to get your program out there. So especially if you're doing an open close, but even if you're doing an evergreen, having that push of a specific time period where you are talking about your program, you're getting your program out in front of your ideal client, having that launch phase can be a great way to get your program out in front of your audience and let them know that you have something to offer. The second reason is that it can really help build that no like trust and the credibility with your audience. And the reason for that is that typically when you're showing up for your launch, you're providing a ton of value. You're going live more often. You're sharing more content than you would normally. So you can get your expertise out there. You can show that you know what you're talking about and you really understand your topic. You really understand what your ideal client is looking for. So launching can be super important no matter what phase you're at in your business or no matter what you are offering. For those two reasons, it gets your offer out in front of people and it helps build your credibility. Mm, yeah. Wow. Love it. Always, always about building credibility. And I love that that's an aspect of it that just kind of comes along with it. Um, so if somebody wanted to do their first launch, what would be your number one recommendation for them? Absolutely. My number one recommendation for them would be focus on your pre-launch, <laughs> which we've already covered a little bit, but just to kind of go back, like make sure that your program is ready before you launch or you have a very clear idea on what your program is going to cover. Make sure that you um, have been showing up to your audience. Like if maybe you've been a little lax on creating content with the holidays coming up, but you're planning on launching something, spend time getting back in with your audience, talking to them, sharing content, you know, getting in front of your audience before you actually launch your program. So focusing on that pre-launch to build that excitement, to build that interest, to build that no like, and trust factor before you ever launch your program. Hmm. So we've talked a lot about pre-launch and the launch itself, the different types of launches you can have. I'm curious what, if, if there even is, I'm sure there is, but what is a post-launch and what does that look like? Oh, this is a great question. Okay, so yes, there are three phases of launching. There's the pre-launch, the launch, and then the post-launch. So part of the post, the post-launch is going to be the, the shortest phase um, and it's going to be, you know, the easiest phase. But part of post-launch is going to be serving your audience. You just got all of these people into your program. Post-launch is showing up for those people and walking them through the program, helping them have amazing results. The other side of post-launch is more of behind the scenes. And that would be looking at your data. Um, how many people visited your sales page? How many people converted into paying clients? What posts the best engagement? What email got the highest open rate? And the reason that we do this, um, and my clients know this, if we work together, the reason you do this is to set yourself up for success for the next launch, especially if this is your first or second launch, you want to figure out what worked, what really connected with your audience and what can you replicate in your next launch? Hmm. Okay. So 
So it sounds like it's, it's all about the data. I guess in the pre-launch, you want to set everything up so that in the post-launch, you're able to have that data and make your ne- next launch even more successful. 100%. Yeah. And I don't want to scare anyone away. Um, I am a data person. I like looking at data, but if you're listening to like, oh my gosh, I don't like data. It doesn't have to be super analytical. It literally just means going back. Maybe you're scrolling back for your, your last couple social media posts and you take the last five and you say, which one had the most likes, which one had the most shares. And then you, you'll see, oh, okay. I shared a infographic on Instagram and it got the most engagement. I will do that for my next watch. So it doesn't have to be like all these spreadsheets, facts, figures, and statistics. It can be simple and just you looking back at what you did during your launch and saying, this worked, this wasn't so great. This is what I'm going to do in my next launch. I love that. Yeah, that's so key to continue to have successful launches is to know what works and what doesn't work. Um, So now (laughs) I don't know if this question, it's just, it's something that I've been thinking as you're speaking but is there a specific type of offer that launching works best for? So let's say like uh, maybe one-on-one or group coaching or a course or like an ebook that you have, or can you launch, maybe it looks a little bit different, but can you launch for all of these different um, areas of a business that you could potentially launch and have an offering or does it work best for one specific aspect? Yeah, that's a really intriguing question. I can't say I've ever had anyone ask me that question before. So my answer would be no, I I don't think it matters because you would adapt your launch to fit the type of offer that you're offering. So if you are doing a one-on-one, your launch would look different than if you were offering a um, course that was a DIY course. And in a similar way, we talked about price point, your launch will look different if you're selling a $17 offer than if you're selling a $5,000 offer. It's kind of similar. So there's not really a hard and fast rule of like, oh, this is the exact program that you need to launch in order to have a successful launch. Not at all. You can launch a huge variety of programs. I've launched a huge variety of programs. I've seen my my clients launch a huge variety of programs and I've seen other entrepreneurs launch vastly different programs. You can have a successful launch with almost literally any program. So my answer to that question would be no, it does not matter. There's no secret formula for your program that you have to follow in order to have a successful launch. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so this sounds like there's no hard and fast rule. But if you want to have a successful launch, then go to Rachel because I'm sure for different (laughs) offerings, you can kind of direct on what is best to do. And I'm sure there's probably also not best practices for if you want to, you know, launch this, then maybe this is the best way to go about it, not this way. So you are totally the expert in all of that. Um, All right. So what would you say to somebody who has tried to launch before, but it didn't work? And I love this question. I'm so curious as to what you're going to say. Absolutely. So First of all, I would say I totally understand. We've all been there. Um, Even entrepreneurs who now have seven-figure businesses and they've done seven-figure launches, they had a flopped launch at one point in their past. So it's not a reflection on you. It's not a reflection on your program. Um, So take a minute to wallow to be upset about that. And then let's take a step back from the launch and let's review the launch itself. Um, And really, we look at three aspects. First of all, what went well? Take a look at your launch. Like, Did you show up 
every day that you said you were going to? Did you nail every single live stream? Take a moment to celebrate that. Um, so did you share content like you said you would? Did you live up to your expectations of everything that you did? Take a moment and celebrate that. Okay, so first of all, what went well? Then we take a look at what could have gone better. So maybe you did a live stream and your pitch at the end wasn't exactly the way you wanted it to be. Or maybe you shared a piece of content and it just didn't quite come across the way that you had anticipated. So let's take a look at what could have what could have gone better. And then we look at what are you going to do differently next time? So you're 100% going to have another launch. The first flop launch does not mean that you're going to have another flop launch at all. Again, those seven-figure entrepreneurs had to start somewhere. We've all had flop launches in our past. So we look at what went well, what could have gone better, and what are you going to do differently next time for your next launch? And really those three key things, it does not have to be the statistics. It might be you re-watching a live stream and cringing at what you said. I've been there. I've done that. And it might be looking back at a post and going, oh, wow, I really hit this nail on the head. But taking a step back and trying to be a little more analytical rather than just sitting in the feeling of feeling like you didn't hit your income goal or you didn't launch the way that you wanted to, trying to take a step back and looking at what went well, celebrating that, and what can you do differently to be successful next time. Hmm. I love that. All about reflection, it sounds like. Yeah, I've been working a lot when I first started my business. This is kind of a side note, but when I first started my business, I was so against mindset. I was like, it does, does not matter. Um, and I was very like, give me all of the strategy. And I've really transitioned into, it's, it's both strategy and mindset. And when you have a flop launch, it's really, really easy to fall into that negative mindset of like, oh my gosh, I failed. It flopped. I didn't hit my income goals, but try taking time. I am 100% a believer in taking that time to wallow and, you know, eat that bowl of ice cream or whatever, but then being able to take that step back and looking at your strategy and saying, okay, I did really well in this area and this area, there is some room for improvement and I know what I can do better next time. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So you bring that mindset piece into it. Um, and I'm curious, how does mindset relate to launching? Cause it sounds like there, there's a lot to mindset and how that correlates with launching. And then have you done work, maybe working with a coach in the mindset area or what have you done to kind of, um, maybe change your perspective, change your mindset, and how has that helped you forward in your business? Yeah, so I definitely have done work on mindset. Um, I am not a mindset coach. That's not my area of expertise at all, but I have worked with a coach who really helped me with my mindset. And I am someone who came into the entrepreneur world with a very thin skin. And I think that can be a little rough for entrepreneurs who don't have that thick skin already built up. So that was kind of part of where my mindset, when someone would say something negative or things wouldn't go the way, like I would just have a breakdown. So working on the mindset has helped me to be able to take a step back and look at that. So for launching specifically, mindset but for launching especially because you have those bursts of energy when you're launching something new and you have that specific time period where you're showing up at a high energy level mindset is crucial because if you're in the wrong mindset your energy is going to be off and you're not going to be able to show up in the same way so that post that you're writing is going to have a different feel that live stream that you're doing is going to have a different energy and I really compare this to 
And think about last time you had a bad day, or maybe um, you were feeling under the weather and you're trying to write a post, it comes across differently, right? Versus the day when the sun is shining, you just went for like a glorious walk, you have a great coffee in your hand and you're sitting down to write a post. That post is gonna be vastly different than the post you wrote when you were having a bad day. And same exact thing for launching. When you're in the right mindset, you're excited to show up. Your energy is high. You are ready to serve your audience. And that 100% comes through in everything that you do for your launch. So yes, mindset is critical. I would say, again, I'm not a mindset coach, but one of the things that I've done that's been really crucial for my mindset is journaling every day um, and being very intentional about journaling. So it's not just me like putting my thoughts on a page. Um, and this is something my coach has really helped me with being very intentional about the way that I'm journaling, what I'm writing down, really watching those thoughts and when a negative thought creeps in, or something that my coach calls a thought error, where it's a thought that we have, it's not actually based on fact, it's just something we came up with. For example, like, oh, my launch is gonna flop. When you've never launched before and you haven't done anything for your launch yet, it's a thought error. You don't know your launch is gonna flop. So mindset, I think for me, has been one of the harder parts of a business. Um, I very much focus a lot on the strategy, but it is also a key part of launching. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And I'm so happy that you even brought that up because that's exactly why I started this podcast is because when people start a new business or they're fairly new in their business venture, they think, oh, it's all about business and I need to have, you know, the business, the business aspect of it down. But mm -hmm. there's so many other areas to have a successful business. And that can be, you know, mindset. And there's there's so many. Health and wellness is another one. I've interviewed some amazing um, health and wellness coaches and experts in that field because that also comes into play when you're starting a mm -hmm. business. There's a lot more than just being good at business and what you do. So I like that you brought that up because that is important. And especially for launching, um, and especially if you tend to think negative thoughts or be hard on yourself, like I can absolutely understand how launching could put more of those thoughts in your mind. Um, so yeah, that's really interesting to bring up. And I'm sure that's also something that you help mitigate as well, because that would be a huge component of launching. Um, so in speaking so much about launching, I have to ask you, how often do you typically launch something? Oh, okay. Great question. So when I first started out, like I said, I did six launches in six months. So I did one launch per month, um, with different programs, different strategies, again, not recommended, but I really enjoyed it. It was fun. So right now I launch about three to four times a year. Um, I'm in kind of a transition phase for my business. Next year is going to look very different for me, which I'm really, really excited about, but typically about three to four launches a year. And those are for, I would say mid-priced offers um, for my like low ticket. So I have like a $17 offer. I have a $37 offer. Those are evergreen. Um, I launched them open close originally. Now they're evergreen. So I'll occasionally talk about those. I'll send out an email, get a couple of sales on them. But as far as my big launches, three to four a year. Okay. Wow. That, that is to me, even that sounds like a lot, but of course you're the launching expert. Um, so you know exactly what to do. So do your launches look different? Do you test out different strategies, kind of like AB testing within launching, or do you kind of have a specific formula down pat? 
I would say yes to both. <laughs> so I do have a specific formula down pat, things that I know that work super well for me. Um, so I, I'm an introvert. I know my energy. I know how I like to show up. Um, for example, like I'm not on TikTok. So, and I don't really like making reels. I love watching them, but I don't like making them. So I do have a specific, I would say, um, like a core strategy that I follow. And then there are things, extra things that I might add in or remove or test this or try this. And I think that's one of the things that I really love about working individually with clients is that you get to kind of build their core strategy and then they can try out different things. So I've had a client who loves TikTok. She creates TikToks as part of her launch. And it's kind of fun to live a little bit vicariously through them because I don't like doing that but it's fun to see how that works with their launch or how that can affect their bottom line in their launch. So I would say I have a core strategy that I follow, but I do like to mix things up. Maybe I'll try um, more emails or less emails, or maybe I'll try more live streams or less live streams, pitching more often, talking to people in the DMs, you know, things like that, that I can switch in and out per launch. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, okay, so before we dive into where people can find you online if they're interested hearing more from you or having a conversation with you. Um, Before we get into that, is there anything else that you want to mention when it comes to launching and what we've talked about here today? Yes, uh, I would. So I would say if you were to launch, you've never launched before, or maybe you had a launch that didn't go quite like you had planned, I would say for your first couple of launches, keep it really simple, okay? You don't have to have the fancy funnel. You do not have to do ads. You don't have to have all the bells and whistles on your first launch. Keep it simple and focus on what your audience wants. So if your audience loves when you do live streams, do a lot of live streams and let the content kind of take a back burner. If if your audience loves it when you're showing up on stories, make that a priority part of your launch. So I think a lot of people, (coughs) again, they see these seven figure entrepreneurs who are doing everything and they're everywhere. And they think they have to replicate that for their launch. And the truth is that you do not. So especially if you're in the beginning stages of launching, or if you're newer to launching, keep it simple and focus on how you can show up in a way that your audience. wants. Yeah, that's really important. I think a lot of people can get uh, really caught up in, you know, like I need the latest gear and equipment and software and programs um, in order to have a successful launch. But that's a really great point is that you don't always need that to have a successful launch. I'm sure you have seen many launches that don't have all those bells and whistles that have gone over really well. (coughs) So sorry. No, I absolutely have. Okay. Well, thank you so much for all of this information. I think this is great information, especially if you've never really heard about what is launching. You've never done a launch. Um, This is a really great starting point for what is a launch and how can you kind of work to do it successfully. And then I would also really recommend checking out Rachel online if launching is something that you are curious and you want more information about. So where can people actually find you on the internet? Where is your little corner of the internet? Absolutely. So you can find me on my Facebook group, Launch Your Life, which I love Facebook. So that's number one. And then at Rachel Mullen on Instagram. 
Oh, sorry. It got a little bit choppy. Can you say your Instagram one more time? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's at Rachel on Instagram. Okay. So at Rachel Monin. So that is M-O-N-N-I-N at Rachel Monin on Instagram. Awesome. So Facebook, Instagram, those will be linked below along with her group. So Rachel, I would really like to thank you for being on the podcast today and being our launching expert, explaining everything launching to us. You've given us so much knowledge about launching. And so I really appreciate your time and being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. I love talking all things launching and this was amazing. So thank you so much. Of course, of course. And so this has been another episode of Business Mindset in Minutes. Like we mentioned, go check out Rachel Monin, M-O-N-N-I-N on Instagram or her Facebook group, which is linked below. If you would like to hear much more about launching and hear more from Rachel. This has been Business Mindset in Minutes, and we will be back next week with our next episode.